Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here. And things are picking up speed. So we're going to talk about all the momentum that is picking up this week and has been picking up. But before we get into the astrology of the week, I wanted to mention something. So when you know your chart, when you know your birth chart, when you are empowered to understand your chart, you have the ability to see what times of the year you need a little extra rest. And so for me, my birthday is March 26th, so I'm an Aries, and I'm a 12th house Aries, so my son is in the 12th house. And Pisces season is always this wind down of my own personal year. And so this year I decided from March, I am taking it a little bit easier. So I will be here every week for the podcast, and I will be teaching my yoga classes for Online Yoga Club. And I'll be posting on Instagram, but I'm going to take a little more time to rest and repair and rejuvenate and heal. We have Venus and Pisces right now, which is an incredible opportunity for us to heal and tend to our spirit. So with that said, I'm not doing any readings in March. So I'm not taking any more readings. I have a few this week for the first week of March, but then for the last three weeks of March, I am not doing any readings. And this is really scary because I've never shut down readings entirely for any length of time since I started doing them for money. So it's kind of scary, but also when you have the power of knowing your chart and knowing your energy and seeing what's going on planetarily and then also just doing this reflection work every week and really knowing yourself and knowing where you are with things and how you're feeling, it empowers you to make these decisions. So I wanted to share that just as something that might be inspiring to you if you've been feeling really run down like you need to take a break pisces season is a good time for all of us it is the season of spirit the season of dreams the season of sleep if you need a little extra sleep right now i don't blame you everybody needs a little extra sleep during pisces season if your dreams are really potent right now, then keep a dream journal. I wanted to share that with you. Another reason that I'm doing this is because some astrologers believe that the sun is least powerful in your chart right leading up to your birthday. And I find that to be true. Some other astrologers feel that the sun is least powerful for you when it's opposite your sun. So me as an Aries, when the sun is in Libra, hypothetically, it might be least powerful for me because it's the furthest point from my natal sun. But I find that Pisces season and the very beginning of Aries season, because I'm in early Aries, it feels like the wind down. It feels like I'm trudging through mud to try to get things going if I'm trying to push energy outward. So this year I said, you know what? I'm going to take 
some more time for myself in March. I'm going to do some astrological study, spend more time with my books, spend more time in my courses, and hopefully come back refreshed with lots more information and knowledge and wisdom to share with you in your readings in April. So I share with this with you so that you know, book now for April because April's already starting to fill up. And also in May, I'm getting married. So I'm going to take two weeks off in May for that. So you want to make sure that you book your readings now for April and part of May. Also, you know, since we're doing this big promo thing at the top today, if you want to see me on the regular, just join online yoga club and we do a new moon and a full moon restorative practice every month. And we practice in concert with the sun sign. So right now it's Pisces season. We're focusing on fish pose. We're focusing on our seated meditation practice. We're doing some breath work. We're really aligning our physical yoga asana practice with what's going on planetarily. So if that's interesting to you, you can come hang out with me three days a week for online yoga club, which I love teaching and I love doing. And really those students in online yoga club get the best of me. So if you want the best of me, come on over there. But anyway, all of that's on my website. You know what to do. Go to veronicaparetti.com slash astrology for readings slash yoga for yoga. And that's that. Okay. So things are taken off. We are still in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. So we have Mercury in its shadow, it's post retro shade or retrograde shadow until March 13th, which means great time to finish up those retrograde projects. So one of my projects was reconnecting with friends. I'm still focusing on making my 10 minute phone calls when I'm in between things just to check in with people. I'm still focusing on uh, clearing out stuff. So I cleared out my Gmail inbox. I was getting dangerously close to needing to buy storage. So I really cleaned that out and I am going through my contacts and cleaning that out. I haven't really made headway with that, but I'm going to try to do that before we leave retrograde shadow on March 13th. So finish up those retrograde projects, whatever they were for you. We are certainly still in a release phase because we just had the full moon in Virgo last week. There is a sense of decluttering of making space right now. I'm feeling it myself. But by the way, my moon's in Virgo, so I'm always feeling that. My personal stress response is to purge. It is to clear out things from my closet. That's how I manage my stress. But my fiance, that is not his stress response. He is a moon in Scorpio and he likes to hold on to things. Fixed signs generally like to grip tight. He's a Sag, but his moon is in Scorpio and the moon is how we respond to our stress. And so he even said to me the other day, I'm going to do a KonMari. I'm going to KonMari some of my clothes. I'm going to, you know, get rid of some things. So when he's saying it, then I know that everyone is feeling it. So there is a sense of wanting to shake off the old energy. This is also something that normally happens this time of year because we're preparing for spring. And in the astrological calendar, spring equinox is the new year. When the sun moves into Aries on the spring equinox, March 20th, that is the new year. This is a normal response to the full moon during Pisces season, which is always in Virgo. 
when the sun is in Pisces, the full moon is in the opposite sign of Virgo. And that is the sign of taking stock, cleaning out, purging, organizing, structure. Virgo loves purity. So anything that gets us back to purity is going to be appeasing to that full moon in Virgo. Finish up the clean out over the next two weeks as we approach the new moon in Pisces and finish up those Mercury retrograde projects. So while we have this Mercury retrograde shadow period, he is revisiting those degrees that he visited one time going forward, one time going backward, and now the third time going forward again. That's going to be interesting this week because he's going to meet up with Jupiter for a third time because Jupiter is in his path in Pisces. But everything is going forward. There is no other retrograde in our sight until April. So on April 27th, Pluto goes retrograde. But you know what I always say about outer planets retrograding. We feel them right before and after they retrograde, right before and after they station to go direct. But all in all, Pluto retrograde, not a big deal. It spends half the year retrograde every year. Same with Saturn. Saturn will be going retrograde on May 23rd. A little more important with Saturn. He's closer to Earth. He's a little more important for our day-to-day life, but still not major. But May 29th is the next Mercury retrograde. So until the end of May, we really don't have a lot of slowdown. We have a lot of forward movement, a lot of momentum. So if you've been feeling frustrated since the beginning of the year that we just don't have that new year feel of momentum on the new stuff, getting things off the ground, taking flight, we're going to start to feel that for all intents and purposes on December 21st on the winter solstice of 2020, when we had Saturn and Jupiter come together for the great conjunction at zero degrees Aquarius, that was the fresh start, but we didn't really feel the freshness of that fresh start of that new chapter because we still had a lot of Capricorn energy lingering. We were in Capricorn season. It was the day the sun moved into Capricorn. And then once we got out of Capricorn season, we were in Aquarius season with six planets at one point in Aquarius on the new moon in Aquarius. And that's not bad, but Aquarius is fixed. So there's a stubbornness to that energy. There's a sense of, I don't want to move from my mark. Now we're going to finally get some fluidity, some movement in the sky, and that's going to help us feel a little bit lighter. That's going to help us see a brighter future. That's going to help us start to pick up momentum, especially since all the planets are going to be direct until, as I said, really end of May, except for Pluto end of April. Okay, use this time to get the momentum going. You've been craving this. You've been wanting it. It's here. That full moon in Virgo last week helped you shake off the stale energy that was holding you back. Hopefully you did some journaling around that full moon in Virgo. It was a powerful one. It really was useful in letting go of whatever is weighing you down or blocking you from living as your highest self. And so we did that. We did a ritual around that in online yoga club on Sunday. And I asked them, what would it look like if you were living and showing up as your highest self? And what is blocking you from showing up as her or him? So think about that. If you haven't, it's never too late to do a moon ritual. 
between the full moon and the new moon, you can do a full moon ritual anytime, really a release ritual, because we're in the period of waxing of releasing. And anytime between the new moon and the full moon, you can do an intention setting. I recently have been reading this book that is a very popular astrology book, and it's talking about setting intentions with the new moon and working with the full moon. And as you know, I love that stuff. I talk about it here all the time. But she was really rigid about doing it within a certain number of hours of the lunation. And I really feel like when you are ready, take hold of that energy and do the work. And I don't care if it's a week after the full moon. I don't care if it's six months from now and you say, you know what, this is the time for me to release. If you're feeling that, trust your gut, trust your intuition. And remember that regardless of what's going on in the sky, you dictate your fate. So the astrology is a symbolic language. It is an ancient wisdom tradition that is here to help us deepen our experience of knowing ourselves. It's here to help you deepen your relationship with yourself and to have more compassion for yourself, more understanding of who you are. And when you have more compassion for yourself, when you are kinder and gentler with yourself because you have a chart looking back at you, showing you who you are, it makes it easier to have more compassion and kindness and gentleness for other people. So that's what I'm about. I'm not about doing your full moon ritual within seven hours of the full moon or within 12 hours of the full moon or within 24 hours of the full moon. Really, you can do these things anytime. And I want you to trust your intuition and trust your gut. And yes, I do think having these marks in our calendar is useful. It's motivating. It's motivating to say, I'm going to set intentions today. I'm going to clear some space and release today. These structures and schedules and calendars, at the end of the day, astrology is simply a calendar. It gives us a container to have the experience. And that's what this is about. Okay, so I'm going to digress from that rant, that diatribe, and let's get back to what's going on this week. So on Monday, which I'm recording on Monday, we have the moon in Libra, which is really nice. Today felt really productive for me. I hope it did for you too. That moon in Libra is making a really nice trine to all the Aquarian planets. So as you know, we have quite a few planets still camped out in Aquarius. We're going to have Saturn there for three years and Jupiter's there for a little bit while longer. And so it's just, it, it feels really nice to have those to have the moon working with those planets because they are such a potent part of the chart right now. On Tuesday, the moon's going to move into Scorpio. So this week, the voids are long. So whenever the moon moves from one sign to another, it goes void, of course, as they say, after it's made its last aspect in the previous sign. Long story short, the moon goes out of cell range. That's what I like to say. It's like you're driving on a backcountry road and you don't have cell service. That's where the moon is. It's not talking to any of the other planets. It's taking a rest. So the moon will be void for most of the day Eastern time on Tuesday, a lot of Thursday, and pretty much all day Saturday this week. So those are days that you want to do the mundane. Those are days that you want to do the laundry, clear out your inbox, 
pay the bills, just do the things that you always do. Not days to launch something big. Now, with that said, I've launched things on void moons and they've been great. So as I always say, you dictate your fate, but something to note, a lot of people do feel that void moons are not good times for those things. So on when, so on Wednesday, that moon is going to be in Scorpio and he is going to be squaring all the Aquarian planets. This can feel like a power struggle. This can also feel like something is forcing us to take action. As I mentioned last week, anytime the moon is in Scorpio or Leo, it's going to create a T-square. So every month when the moon goes to Scorpio and when the moon goes to Leo for this year, it's going to create a T-square with the big thing that's happening this year, which is Saturn square Uranus, Saturn in Aquarius, Uranus in Taurus. And so when that T-square happens, there's a sense of tension. There might be a power struggle. There might be a sense of like restlessness, like I just got to do something. So you might feel that on Wednesday and it might force you to take action in some way. I really feel like this Saturn square Uranus is creating an external force of energy that is pushing us to make the changes we need to make. And those forces, those pushes might come from unexpected places because when it comes to Uranus, we never know what to expect. So this whole year is going to be a lesson in swimming with the current. This is Pisces season. Pisces rules the ocean. You know the rules of the ocean. If you're getting pulled under by the undercurrent, the riptide, you don't swim against it, right? So this is a season where things feel really vast. Pisces season can make us feel like we're lost in a dream world. You might not feel the difference between waking life and sleeping life sometimes the veil might feel thin between the material realm and the spirit realm at moments i know i felt that way this morning you want to let yourself be in the waves of that vastness and let the waves push you from here to there and there are going to be things that come up and you just deal with them when they come up and you just allow yourself to have the experiences that are being placed on your doorstep and Honestly, this Saturn square Uranus this year, it is totally about learning to pivot, learning to be in the flow. And so we're going to get a nice lesson this year. We're all going to get a nice lesson in how to stay open and curious to what could be and being okay with our plan not necessarily going as planned. So Venus is also sextiling Uranus on Wednesday. Venus is in Pisces. She's very happy. She's exalted there. Uranus is in Taurus, as I just mentioned. So there's going to be a desire for excitement and fun and creating a little bit of a shakeup in your relationship. So try to do something out of the ordinary. If you always order in from the same place or you always make the same dinner together or you always watch the same show, try to do something fun and different on Wednesday to just spice things up because you're going to be wanting that. There is a sense of instant attraction often when Venus sextiles Uranus. So if you are on the dating apps, you might find that someone is instantaneously attractive for you. 
it could be good, but often those things can be flings. So just be aware of that if you're doing the whole online dating during pandemic thing. And unexpected income. Venus rules money as well as love and relationships and our social life. So unexpected income might end up in your bank account. So check your bank account. You never know when you're going to get some unexpected refund or something. Maybe your tax refund shows up that day. On Wednesday, we also have Mars moving into Gemini. And this is another reason that we're going to have more movement, more fluidity, because Mars in Gemini, he likes to consider all the options. Gemini likes variety. So you might find yourself desiring change, desiring variety. You might be motivated to do things with your hands because Gemini rules the lungs and the hands. So you might be motivated to get back into your music. You might be motivated to get back to painting or whatever your craft of choice is, knitting or crocheting. This is a great use of that energy. Mars and Gemini makes us really want to use our hands. If you are resistant to journaling, this is a great time to get into journaling. I'm a big journaler. I recommend it so highly. I know that when I start my day journaling and just allowing myself to write down how I'm feeling, the rest of the day just feels so much better for me. So this is a great time if you're motivated to, to take on any of those things. With Mars and Gemini, sometimes we have to repeat stuff. So Gemini, it's the twins. So we have to do it twice. We have to go over it twice. We have to revisit it maybe multiple times. Mercury's still in its shadow too. So you might notice that one time is not enough for some of the things that you're working on when Mars is in Gemini. Mars is our motivation. It's our drive. It's our will. Pay attention to to how you're feeling on Wednesday and if that shifts at all, because we've had Mars in Taurus, which is a place that I personally love Mars in Taurus. It feels really steady and consistent to me. It's really good for committing to new actions that you will do over a long period of time. But Mars is a starter more than a finisher. He really likes to get things going. So being in Gemini will be more his speed. He's going to like the feeling of being able to start a bunch of things and not necessarily have to finish them. It can make us a little scattered. So if you're feeling scattered while Mars is in Gemini, then you want to do grounding practices that help you with the follow through. And, you know, that's okay. It's part of part of the story. Each sign follows another sign. So where Taurus might be stubborn, Gemini is scattered. Where Gemini is scattered, Cancer will bring us back to nurturing what's most important. And that's the glory of the Zodiac. Each sign really fills the void of the previous sign and builds on what it's created. So on Thursday, Mercury is going to conjunct Jupiter. This is the third of three. On Mercury's journey, he met up with Jupiter when he was going forward. He met up with Jupiter when he was in reverse, and he's meeting up with Jupiter as he's going forward and clearing his shadow. So if there was something that you noticed on January 11th, the first time they met up, maybe you noticed it again on February 14th, the second time they met up. And maybe you'll notice it again this Thursday. Three times a charm, right? So this might expand your vision. 
Jupiter is a truth seeker. Mercury likes to look for what's going on. You might come upon some information that you need. You might come upon some information that proves what's true for you. You might be able to just see everything a little bit more clearly on Thursday. Look at your calendar and look at your journal and check what was going on for you January 11th, what was going on for you around February 14th, and notice if any of those themes are coming up this Thursday. On Thursday, again, we have a long void that day and the moon will move into Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is a place where the moon feels good and wants to have a good time. On Friday, we have the last quarter moon in Sagittarius. So it's the last quarter of this moon cycle while the moon is waning on its way to becoming new again. As of Friday, we'll move into that last week of the moon cycle. And that last week of the moon cycle is always about going inward and tuning into your intuition, turning down the volume of the outside world, turning up the volume on your inside world. So that starts on Friday. And on Saturday, we will have the moon going into Capricorn at night on the East Coast. And then on Sunday, the moon in Capricorn is going to be making a nice trine to Uranus. Remember, Uranus is the change maker, and he's got his fingerprints all over this year. He is really shifting things for us. The moon is going to trine Uranus, which is really productive energy. So if you're working on changing something in your life, in your business, in your family, in your home, Sunday is a great day to get to work on it. The moon is also going to be trining Venus. And remember, Venus just had her sextile with Uranus. So they're working together to make stuff happen for you. Venus is lending her abundant energy to that change maker Uranus to help move things forward for you. So when the moon has a nice conversation with both of them, trines both of them on Sunday, you can make some really productive strides with whatever you're working on, whatever your new moon intention was, whatever it is that you're trying to release right now after the full moon in Virgo, whatever it is that you've got your mind set on so that you can become your highest self. It is Pisces season. You want to keep your mind's eye, your heart on fulfilling your highest self. How can you show up as your highest self every day? And it doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes. It doesn't mean that we're not going to mess up. It just means that we keep our eye on moving toward being that most compassionate, kind, and gentle person that we possibly can be. And that doesn't mean that you're not going to get in fights over email with the vacuum company because they sent you the wrong thing and they won't do an exchange, which is something that I did today. That's not my highest self, but sometimes we go there. So with that, that's your week. I I really want you to feel comfortable releasing the tight grip that you might be holding on things. Let it go. Let it happen. Saturn square Uranus all this year is teaching us the power of trusting the process. This week, things are picking up speed. They're going to start to go faster. 
that might make you feel a little bit anxious and might make you feel a little bit out of control, that's okay. Remember, let go, relax your body, take a deep breath, trust the process. And that's it. That's what I got for you. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will talk to you next week. Until then, you can come on over to Instagram and say hi. I'm at Veronica Peretti. And you can text me, 917-540-3401. Text me, I'm in, and then you'll get my astrology updates. I send about two a week, usually on the new moon, full moon, quarter moons, when the sun changes signs. You know, big stuff, not small stuff, big stuff. And if you're not on my email list, you definitely should go over to veronicaparetti.com slash real sign guide and sign up to get my free Zodiac guide that blends my love of real housewives with my love of horoscopes. And you can find out which real housewife you are. And that's it. That's what I got. I hope you have a great week and take care of yourself. Remember it's Pisces season. Go with the flow. Relax your body. Let the waves take you. It's okay to not be in control at every single moment. I'm trying to learn it too. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.